0: This is the point in the show where we introduce the film we're going to watch with an intimate and cute little story about either the first time we saw it, how much it means to us in our lives, or both. But frankly, tonight's movie doesn't really need a lot of context or preamble. It came out in 1998 when I was a 17-year-old immature high school idiot, and I found things like old lady titties and balls in zippers hilarious. Will I find it just as hilarious 20 years later? Let's find out. It's time to watch there's something about Mary.
1: Welcome to The Hold Up. Each month we pick a movie one of us remembers fondly but hasn't seen in years, watch it, and decide, does it hold up? I'm John Nelson. And I'm John Longino. And happy new year, everybody. Happy 2018. Huzzah. We made it out of the doldrums of 2017, and now we're going to make a brand new year full of awesomeness. I can't even bother. (laughs) It's going to be just as bad, folks. (laughs) We might as well. Of course. Of course it will be. But here's something a little exciting. Uh, We were so lazy
0: that we're actually recording this episode in actual January of 2018.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the first day of the new year. So that actually, for me, is actually a fairly good omen.
0: Yeah, and actually, to further correct myself, as as opposed to we were so lazy, let's get that correct. I was so lazy. (laughs) Yes. Well,
1: thank you for uh, admitting that one. But luckily, uh, to bring us into the new year with an old familiar voice, uh, we have an email, from uh, our old friend Ray Morton the third voice of this podcast email I thought this was a spec script that he said it looks it's long enough to be <laughs> it's one a, it's a fairly full uh, novel uh, <laughs> as worth of email but that's but that's what you get when you pay for Ray Morton because it's true he is not going to give you the half ass on on information uh, and you can write us as rated at holduppodcast at gmail.com John Longino would you like to read this email yes I
0: will read uh, Ray Morton's novella here I go John and John Have recently had a chance to catch up on your most recent episodes, those devoted to American Beauty, Face Off, and Ernest Scared Stupid. Great work, as always. One of the things I love most about your show is that it motivates me to rewatch films I haven't seen in quite a while to see how they hold up for myself. And now you've motivated me to go back and take another look at Beauty and Face Off, two movies I had really mixed feelings about when I saw them for the first and only time when they originally came out many years ago, many of which you illustrated so well in your conversations. You have not motivated me to go back and watch Ernest because I've never seen it. I never wanted to, and after hearing you talk about it for the better part of an hour, I still don't. You've made a fine <laughs> choice, Ray. That's- That's fair, right? (laughs) I'm not not even going to uh, feign any kind of defense. It's fair. Uh, But I do have a fun Ernest story for you. At least I hope it's fun. I hope so, too. The first Ernest movie was a surprisingly big hit, and this attracted the attention of the folks at Disney, who made a deal with Cherry and star Jim Varney to make an Ernest film for the mouse. The results of this deal was Ernest Saves Christmas. After that, Disney decided to make a whole series of Ernest flicks, The Disney execs came up with some premises for Ernest and then called in writers to flesh them out. My then writing partner and I were one of the writing teams called in to pitch. (laughs) Oh, wow. We were given a title and a basic idea, Ernest and the Bold Crusader. Tim Burton's Batman had recently come out and Disney wanted to make a superhero themed Ernest movie. Oh, wow. My partner and I took this idea and worked out what we thought and what I still think was a pretty good story. Ernest works as a gardener slash handyman for a Bruce Wayne-like millionaire who moonlights as a masked and caped superhero. When the superhero is injured because of one of Ernest's screw-ups, just as an evil supervillain is threatening the city, Ernest himself is forced to don the superhero's costume and utilize his many high-tech crime-fighting gadgets to take on and defeat the big baddie. And as it turned out, they loved it. We had a great meeting and everyone was getting along great and having fun and good-naturedly ribbing one another, Until one of the execs turned to us and said, So you think you guys can do this? At which point I, feeling all loosey-goosey and friendly and good-natured ribbing, responded, Hey, it's an earnest movie. How hard can it be? (laughs) (laughs) At which point all the smiles vanished from the Disney execs' faces as they suddenly (laughs) became very businesslike. They thanked us for coming in and said they'd let us know. Needless to say, we did not get the gig. The lesson kids... When it came to Ernest and Disney, stupid was a very serious business. Keep up the good work. Ray, <laughs> thank you, Ray. What's actually um, intriguing about Ray's story? He mentions that after Ernest saved Christmas, they're they're pitching ideas, and Disney was really keen to have a superhero premise. Right. I'll, I uh, from my memory, the next Ernest movie that came out was Ernest Goes to Jail. Mm-hmm. But there's an entire subset of that movie in which he gets electrocuted uh-huh. and gains superhero-like electrical powers, right? And starts calling himself Electro Man. So I imagine if the Disney executives were like demanding that there be some kind of superhero element, right. this is the element that won the day, like this Electro Man premise from Actually, the Actually, what thing? probably
1: happened is they probably got enough good ideas from the superhero thing and, and decided, well, this can't fill a whole movie. But uh, then they started to do the next one, which is like, hey, Ernest is going to go to jail. Won't that be funny? And then they said, hey, make sure to put in some of them superhero jokes right. <laughs> that we paid good money for. Lot.
0: So, Ray, if you pitch any kind of electro man or electricity man angle, uh, then contact a lawyer immediately. because yeah. they definitely ripped you off. They owe you money. Well, we'll see. But that that's an it's an illuminating because that always <laughs> struck out to me. It's like, why is this like superhero shit in this Ernest goes to jail movie? that right. doesn't make a lick of sense.
1: Now that kind of makes now sense. the mystery is solved. They're just <laughs> not. They're not even bothering to yes. hide the fact that they developed one th- spent good money developing one thing and then just decided to yes. do another.
0: Drunk womanizers randomly said, I want him to have superpowers. And this is how <laughs> movies get
1: made. And it suddenly he has them in the movie. And there we are. Well, thank you very much for the email, Ray. Uh, you can contact us again at holduppodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to our webpage holduppodcast.com that'll link you to our Facebook and Twitter stuff you can also go to Instagram and uh, find us at holduppodcast there are many ways to get us to pay attention to you and believe me it will not be difficult we don't have a lot to do (laughs) (laughs) so on to tonight's movie uh, the Farrelly Brothers, yes. There's something about Mary. Yes. All right. Here we go.
0: Strap in, John, for comedy bonanza. It's like a bazooka of comedy
1: <laughs> that's going to explode much like semen all over you. <laughs> well, this actually, you may actually be describing the right movie for this. This actually <laughs> may be the movie that that, like, works for. You know, you might be right. sarcastic, but <laughs> the Farrelly Brothers have a, well, up to a certain point, they had a fairly good track record. A fairly good track record? Uh. <laughs> God, I hate myself. <laughs> this year started off terribly, oh, no. and it's just going
0: going worse. We just lost thirty five <laughs> listeners. What? All, all of, the, of, of the twenty we had. <laughs> so we're, we're in the, the hole. In, for we're 15. in the red. Yeah. Shit. All
1: right. Uh, so what do you? Well,
0: first of all, when was the last time you saw this movie, John? That is an excellent question. I saw there's something about Mary last. I would have to say. In the early 2000s. So this, if I recall, it came out in 1998 when I was, it was either my sophomore or junior year of high school. Okay. And I feel like I took it, I owned the movie on DVD and I feel like I took it to college Mm -hmm. and I probably watched it at some point in college. So it couldn't have been any later than, I don't know, 2003, 2004 would probably be the last time I saw the movie.
1: Okay. So you've seen it more recently than me probably because I saw it when it came out. I believe I've seen it since then, but it wasn't, it was fairly, like, quickly after the movie came out. Fairly quickly? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these are the jokes, folks. Sorry. This gonna, is what, you,
0: you, you like using that word, so I'm going to just make I this joke I guess so. Constantly. I guess I
1: have to watch myself now.
0: <laughs> are, are you, you fairly like, worried? Oh, <laughs> oh
1: fairly. <laughs> um... So I saw this movie when it came out and pretty quickly thereafter, so I should probably be the one to list what it's about, right? Go down the line? Yeah, actually, yeah,
0: absolutely, John. Like For for the listener who hasn't seen There's Something About Mary in a while, or maybe has never seen it, what is There's Something About Mary?
1: Uh, There's Something About Mary is about Ben Stiller's character, whose name I don't even bother to remember. Uh, pining after a woman named Mary, who was played by uh, ugh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. I got it. I, I'm I'm okay. Um, <laughs> he like pines after her from high school onward, and then basically, he he messes it up in high school with her. Wacky hijinks ensue, and then like 10 20 years later, he runs into her again, and basically has the opportunity to woo her correctly. Um, but she is being wooed by um, uh, Matt Dillon, right? C- kind of. I'll I'll correct you on that, but please continue. There there is another potential suitor in the offing who is uh, uh, making things difficult for Ben Stiller. Um, And so the whole movie basically deals with his wacky attempts to uh, make her his in Farrelly Brothers fashion, which involves, you know, dicks and toilets. (laughs) So there you go. That's basically it. Yeah, so and I'm leaving out all the salient details sure. cuz that's what makes the movie, but uh, that's the basic story. Yeah, that,
0: that that is the plot. Uh, the the reason I sort of um kind of hesitated a bit with your Matt Dillon thing is because it's a little more nefarious than that. You said he, she just sort of has another suitor. From my memory, uh Ben Stiller enlists Matt Dillon a private detective to find Mary for him? Oh,
1: yes. Okay. Because
0: he's remembering her and wants to find her and then Matt Dillon falls in love with her, and then is kind of reporting back to Ben Stiller like, oh, yeah, couldn't find her, and right. then he's making moves himself.
1: Got it. Yeah, I just remember uh, Matt Dillon being hilarious in his uh, attempts to, you know, to woo Mary because he... <laughs> he's playing he's just, like a
0: scumbag. Yeah, he's a
1: total scumbag. I mean, he's doing the, like, he's got the, like, porn mustache, the thin, like, Errol Flynn mustache at a time when it's, like... Real mustaches were highly out of fashion. <laughs> um, he's just greasy as all get out, and he like to try and impress her. He says things that to him sound very impressive, but are actually entirely offensive. Um, and so I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing if those kind of hold up because the thing about the Farley Brothers is, and I think this is sort of like true of them and like South Park, which was also big at the time, is like there was this style of comedy that exploded, which is just like the most offensive stuff you could imagine. But there were people who did it right, which was like South Park and Fairley Brothers, and everybody else kind of got it wrong because the thing that the guys, you know, the Fairley Brothers were doing, you know, for a while, were getting right, is that they let, you know, there was... They were, they were making obscene jokes, but there was usually a character reason for it, and sure. you could identify, like, for example, Matt Dillon says a bunch of offensive things like, Oh, you know what my greatest joy in life is? Working with retards. and <laughs> Which is, of course, terribly offensive, yes. but then you know that he's being, you know, a jerk, and so it's, you know, kind of funny. Well, uh, honestly, maybe. in terms of the <laughs>
0: offensive humor, you know, that uh, that is probably now will be the biggest gasp it gets out oh, of us, right. obviously, because that's like, oh, man, Jeez. you definitely shouldn't say that. But um, my memory is like, it, it's interesting you say that this sort of uh, moment in time where really offensive, over the top, gross out stuff mm-hmm. kind of became comedy. I think this is a really important movie for that moment, because up until before this movie, I like I'm actually curious and I'll ask you in a second about your history with the Farley brothers and how you feel about them. Cause my take is like their early stuff is pretty funny and I mean, obviously pretty silly, but like funny and then they just kind of turn to trash. Right. And their later stuff is like ungodly horrible. So I, like, how do
1: you feel about Farley brothers? Movies? Um, I mostly agree with you. I mean, well, obviously they had, this was their third movie they had done uh dumb and dumber, yes. which I was surprised was so funny. You know, like I it, love it, that movie. Oh, I did too. And yeah. it was, it looked so stupid. But, you know, you go to see it, because like, Oh, Jim Carrey's in it, so it'll probably be half funny. And for whatever reason, it's just staggeringly hilarious at the time. Um, Kingpin, which was, at the time, I remember being a great movie. That may require a holdup someday. Because I I haven't seen that since, but I really loved it at the time. Uh, and then this and came then this. out, yeah. And then yeah. this came out, and then their fourth one was me, myself, and Irene, right? Yeah, and that's when you're starting to be like, mm, what's, uh, "What's
0: going on here?" I mean, there's happened? like moments. So I, th- I agree with you. I think Dumb and Dumber is is like I, I wouldn't even bring that to the whole up because like I know it's good. Like, <laughs> right. like I've seen that movie so many times that it's ironic that it's their first movie because that's like the best movie they ever made, as mm. far as I'm concerned. It's it's, but what's interesting is this kind of gross out stuff we're talking about. It's in there a little bit in their earlier movies, but mm-hmm. it really comes to the forefront in their "Something About Mary."
1: Like, yeah, they went kind of like whole hog on this way. one, yeah, like
0: because. C- um, I want to say like Dumb and Dumber has like you know there's a toilet scene with Jeff Daniels where he's diarying all in there, <laughs> right. which which is kind of like on, on
1: purpose being like look how super stupid this is. Right, and then Jim Carrey like well one of my favorite moments of Dumb and Dumber Jim Carrey like imagining how cool he is when he's entertaining everybody <laughs> at the at the lodge, and then he lights his fart and apparently it's a giant fireball which right. impresses it's everyone. Just silly, yeah that kind of stupid. Yeah,
0: or it's things like what Jeff Daniels gets his tongue stuck on a ski lift or something, you
1: know, just that, that's kind of
0: painful, gross. Yeah.
1: But, and, and Kingpin was grungy, but I don't think it was like, yeah. it was, it, it wasn't obscene. I, I would like well, to, I to
0: say they had some like Amish sex jokes or something, sure. some low bar
1: shit, but it, it is low. Yeah. Low <laughs> hanging fruit. But it is, I mean, they, yeah. they do a good job of mixing the low hanging fruit with just like, I don't know, sheer volume yeah. of gags. But
0: what I remember a lot about there's something about Mary when it released was even before I saw the movie, it had, there was this like word on the street kind of like, Whisper vibe about it that it was like this way out there, crazy sexual, really gross movie. Right. That the comedy, like, I'd not seen the movie. And a friend Mm -hmm. of mine had told me, like, dude, there's like a scene where he comes in her hair. And there's like, you know, and I just heard all this shit that I was like, what? Right. Huh? Like, what are you talking about? And then when you go see the movie, it it really, especially the sexual stuff. I think that's the thing that comes forward. And there's something about Mary, right, more so than their previous movies. It's gross out, and it's like sexual gross
1: out, right? Well, I will addend that with it's it's sexual gross out, but only in like the bodily fluid sense. I mean, I don't. I I mean, mean, his balls in a zipper is pretty sure, and like a full
0: frame shot
1: of it. Sure, you see nuts, and you (laughs) and you know, there's you know, uh, semen jokes and shit like that. But I mean. Are there a lot of jokes about, like, actually having sex while they're actually having sex? So, by sex, I mean, there's a lot of masturbation talk, I think, is I'm
0: I'm filing under sex. Like, there's an entire, like, thing about, it's, um, what's Chris Elliott? Oh, yeah, okay. That's his name, right? Right. is like, Ben Stiller's friend. And actually, I vividly remember this. There's a whole section where they're talking about masturbating and how he can't go on a first date with, like, a loaded gun is the <laughs> right. phrase they use. He's just like, so just go clean the pipes. And, you got, and he's like, clean the pipes? What are you talking about? And he's like, you don't jerk off before you're, for a date? Are you out of your mind? And it's this whole long, drawn-out, like, several-minute discussion about how he needs to jack off. And then that's when he goes and, like... So then there's... Here, I'll just give away this stupid joke and there's something about Mary. It's like he goes and masturbates in the the bathroom in like, the hotel bathroom or something and has like, like lost his semen. Yeah. Like he he, 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 comes and he's like, he's got his tissue and he's ready to clean up. And he's like, where the fuck is the, my, there's my jizz. <laughs> like he's like confused, but he walks out and I think it's like
1: hanging off his ear. Right. Well, and then, he doesn't notice it. And then she sees it. And yeah. It's like, Oh, is that hair? gel? Mary goes,
0: Oh, hair gel. And like puts in her hair. And then the joke is like, she's got a fucking alfalfa, like jizz thing coming out, like <laughs> all for, for, these are the jokes I remember, and I remember being seventeen and just being like, "Oh my god, right. this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life." And now I'm just—I hear that story, I'm just like, oh, "Okay, like that—that's why I really want to watch it because it's like—is is, does it still play? Is that still funny? Yeah,
1: that, thats a good is it question. Bad? Like I don't know,
0: and I feel like comedies for like five years after this movie came out because there's something about mary was really successful for oh I yeah I mean, it was like multiple viewings of tons of money so all of a sudden it was like you had five years of like hollywood copying this formula and i feel like every like scary movie you remember that series mm-hmm. like you know just took that and went nuts with it and it yeah. was all like just really super gross stuff and I think that di- what what separates the Fairley brothers, at least early on, and I think even they lost track of this at some point, was like something about Mary. My memory is it's good because even though it's got the gross out stuff, that's not all it is. Right. There's other heart. humor to it. Yeah. yeah. You care about the characters or there's heart and there's humor that's not that like there's just funny jokes that are just fun, funny. Right. And you mentioned Matt Dillon. I remember him being particularly funny. Yes. Like a real standout of the movie, whereas like scary movie was just. Bad. Like, it was right. just dumb, gross-out stuff with no real context or Yeah, reason. no
1: context, no through-line, no, like, no characters. I mean, you know, they were very of the moment, those movies. It's like, hey, what's a movie that you've seen, you know, three days ago? Well, we're going to make a joke about that. And that was all that was, is like, here's a pop culture reference. <laughs> And then it was done and there was nothing like it's so of the moment that it's like, well, I hope you liked it now because in 10 minutes it's going to suck. Yes. So that was, oh, that was awful. That was like 10 years.
0: What, what's really interesting though is even though something about Mary is known for the gross out stuff, I actually kind of thinking back on it, um, I feel like the funniest stuff in it is not those things that everyone talks about. Yeah,
1: probably not. Like
0: honestly, I think I think the funniest part of the movie, from my memory, is is like Matt Dillon pretending to be an architect <laughs> to
1: woo Cameron Diaz. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't remember anything like in or around the watching of this movie, except that I saw it and I liked it. That's all I have. Really? I mean, oh yeah. wow. Okay. But yeah, I don't have I don't have a, a funny story or remembrance or anything about this movie because it really is like that moment in time where it's like, yeah, I saw the movie that everybody else saw, like Austin Powers, I think I had right. the same sort of reaction to, which is like, yeah, I saw it also. <laughs> like all of America So did
0: you only see it one time?
1: I think I saw it at least two or oh, three. Right. times right. You mentioned that you managed it. But it him. was all in that same probably year yeah. or so. Cause you know It's funny, other...
0: this is another one I saw like three, four, five, six, seven times around mm. the time when it came out and then kind of had my fill and like never went back to.
1: Right. Well, that's so about it's I mean, been over, way over a decade since I've seen it. I mean, I was only about five or 10 years removed from that anyway, from like, hey, I like this movie. I'm going to watch it 37 times. Right. It was only because I was starting to be like, you know, a film dude and be like, well, I would watch There's Something About Mary again, but there's 36 other movies I've got to watch first. So I'm now
0: vaguely remembering, speaking of hold up stuff, I remember there's some like homosexual humor. Uh oh, that the specific context is is eluding me but i remember there's kind of this like mid to late 90s like they're gay uh, they're, you know <laughs> the gay fear or like fear straight or whatever. people think the straight guy's gay grr, yeah. you know that kind of thing that might not hold up so well, well now that's that unfortunate I'm, I'm
1: kind of remembering it because that was one of those things that the south park guys sort of excelled at which is like they took right. the like the gay fear and and like sort of kept turning it on its head like i mean you know they had a lot of different jokes about it but just not only normalizing it, but making the, you know, the the people who are afraid the, the, the creepy ones. Right. So, I mean, that was, I, you know, it's it's sort of an obvious trick, but I think that's what the Fairlies and the South Park guys kind of did, is just, like, normalize shit that, you know, you sort of look into the crystal ball and say, well, you know, one day this is not going to be so exotic and, you know, yeah. crazy, so let's just...
0: And, and let's be fair. I mean, if we're going to open the history books and what's <laughs> going to be in it, like, Trey Parker and Matt Stone in South Park are much higher on my list of like quality than uh the fairly brothers like sure
1: but there was a minute when they were neck and neck that's that's fair
0: actually i feel like you know what's interesting is south park really evolved past that potty humor mm-hmm. it started out just ah, my butt's naming and like that's it and i actually remember when south park first came out i was like this is okay but like it's kind of nothing here and then the more and more subversive it got and the more kind of commentary it got, I I really enjoyed it. Whereas like the Fairley brothers kind of like they had a lot more intelligence early on. Right.
1: And just kind of abandoned it like on their journey to stupidity. Well, I think you you know, you hit the gross out thing. I think they were sort of trying to they they didn't I mean, I, I don't think anybody could have. They're like, well, we did gross out for there's something about Mary. It seemed really natural, and that's the thing everybody responded to. So I guess we have to keep going it in that Triple vein. down. So like that. yeah, we'll do me, myself, and Irene. And I don't remember much about me, myself, and Irene. Although one of the weirdest things is I remember a dog taking a shit, <laughs> and I'm like, and I do remember thinking at the time, it's like. Oh, so this is this is the apex? It's like we've hit gross-out humor, and it's just like we have to watch a dog taking a shit to laugh? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it seemed kind of odd. And I mean, I was enjoying some of the rest of that movie at the time, so for that to kind of stick out, I was like, hmm... And then the fact that they they sort of just kept going in that direction, right. I don't know. It's
0: almost like they got the wrong message from the response to this movie.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, alternately, they're just like, yeah, now we can do the real humor we've always <laughs> wanted to do, which is dogs taking shits. Yeah. <laughs> enough of this story of block shit. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that shit. All right. Well, have we uh, mined this well enough, or do you need to keep twisting the nipple here? I don't
0: know. I guess... I guess we're kind of there. I mean, (laughs) I sort of... Actually, I have a genuine question for you, because I kind of can't read you one way or another. Um, And maybe it's because you don't remember the movie that well, but by your memory, were you like, this movie's amazing, eh, that was fun, eh, whatever, like, I hated it, you know, like, where were you when you saw it?
1: At the time, I was at, this movie's amazing. I mean, that... I. I think in memory, like the the first two movies have sort of improved in my in my esteem, but I think at the time I was like, oh yeah, this is this is their this best is classic. Like yeah, they one movie. two and three they boom yeah. boom boom got better every time. So yeah, I was really into it at the time, and then I think part of it is just you know once you've seen a comedy once unless you're really just like it unless it just touches the right nerve it's like it, it's inevitable that that comedy is just going to lose steam on
0: true although i would i would counter with some of the best comedies you can just watch over and over and over and sure. over sure and, and fine. I, you know obviously that's yeah. that's the
1: test we're running right now but
0: it's interesting and part of the reason i wanted to bring this to the show is that uh i did ha- i had that same fondness when i first saw it i was like this is a classic this is incredible but what's what's interesting is that now, in my hazy memory, I look back on something like Dumb and Dumber as compared to There's Something About Mary. And my memories of their of Dumb and Dumber and how I feel about it are like, yep, that's still great. Right. But I think back to my memories of Something About Mary and old John goes like, hmm, <laughs> I wonder, like, right. is that still great? I don't know. I think I need to check because like, <laughs> I'm worried that it's going to
1: lose some of its shine. I wonder though cuz there was uh, there was something about this movie yeah. that I you know there was a there was a combination like you say of just obscenities but brains I mean like I had just thought about the the greek chorus aspect of it that there's yeah, like there's the like a
0: musician guy there's right, a you know?
1: musician going around kind of singing about like what's going on and that was really funny at the time just sort of like a weird meta it's like funny, but it's not like super funny. it's actually more like touching in a weird way too. Well, yeah and yeah. it's it, it's well and it's kind of a Woody Allen joke like yeah. so that you know there's that like slightly more intelligent thing we're thinking of although. It's the if I remember right, they do the same thing with that one that Woody Allen would do with that sort of thing, which is like, oh, he's a Greek chorus and he's singing a song. And then suddenly the song goes oddly awry and (laughs) starts talking obscenities or, you know, mentions something that you're not supposed to be thinking about or whatever, you know, just breaks the the train uh, on purpose. Um, And that's a very intellectual Woody Allen kind of a joke.
0: Well it's actually uh, speaking of the kind of Greek chorus musical thing. I remember that being a smart decision because the movie's so like over the top looney tunes. Right. And a lot of what happens to it sort of this constant reminding you of like yeah, you're watching a show. Like right. you know it's like this is a movie. We all know it's a movie enjoy the show right? really puts you in a mindset where you're not like, well, this would never happen. Like, this is so silly. You're just like, you almost feel like you're watching a play or something. Yeah. And it's kind of forgivable how, like, crazy it is.
1: That's true. I mean, I I can see the first two movies um, being more sort of immersive in that way. That it's like, well, obviously you're watching a movie, but they don't know that. Whereas the people in Something About Mary kind of maybe know, (laughs) depending on who they are. Um, Yeah. I can see that. All right. So... John, Longino, yes. what do you think? Do you think this movie is going to hold up? Let's lay our wagers. Oh man,
0: this is a hard decision. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. You know what? It's January 2018. It's a new year. It's a new John. I'm gonna try to be positive. All right. I'm gonna try to keep the hope. So I'm gonna bet that this film will hold up, despite my <laughs> concerns that it won't. I, I'm gonna say it's gonna hold up. Okay.
1: Well, I'm I'm boring. I'm also going to say that it holds up because there was some magic about it at the time that it, it seemed like, oh yeah, that's a funny movie. Even if it's not like your favorite movie of the year or whatever, it's a, a genuinely funny movie and a genuinely good movie. So, I'm going to trust 20 years younger John on this one and 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 assume that his taste was at least, you know, halfway decent. So, I'm going to say it holds up. All right. Okay. Well, ladies and gents, we're going to go test this theory we are going to go watch there's something about mary and we will be right back
0: are you going to the prom i, I don't
1: yeah i think proms are i
0: thought maybe um dumb. we could go together
1: oh you're gonna go with like a bunch
0: of people or <laughs> could, yeah you want like a designated driver no no <laughs> <laughs> i mean you and me we could go together
1: <laughs> when i was 16 years old i fell in love <gasps> Oh, no, 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 I was Ow! We got a bleeder! Yay! Are you okay, Ted?
0: It was definitely love. I'm again. I mean, crushes don't last for 13 years, right? He couldn't help it. Hi, it's Ted! I haven't seen you since, uh, since... Senior mom, <laughs> yeah. just... How's everything? Oh, that's... you fine. Strong like bull. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't explain it. You hired me to find your girl, and I did. And then the truth is, I, I started to like her. Because there's something about Mary. She's still a fox.
1: Mary's a fox. She's a
0: fox. When a guy who can play 36 holes and still have enough energy to take me and my brother to a ball game. Just a little bit of history. This year. It's too bad you don't live here, Ted. Oh, oh. 20th Century Fox presents. If Puppy likes him and you got yourself a keeper. I'll slip that pooch a special treat. He doesn't like anybody. He never usually likes guys. <sighs> a new comedy. Come on, boy. From the Fairley Brothers, directors of Dumb and Dumber and Kingpin. Would you like a little clam dip, Donald? Whatever. <laughs> Cameron Diaz, Matt Dillon, Ben Stiller.
1: You okay? hell is...
0: Right. There's something about Mary. Are you the little guy making all that big noise?
1: Huh? Go, 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 go. Puppy? We're back, folks.
0: What? you build me, up. build me up but we're gonna sing the whole song
1: right now for for a big hoot nanny fun and you're gonna be you can't see us but we're dancing and that's the funny part
0: <laughs> we're hilariously dancing with our pants around our ankles <laughs> <laughs> with
1: state troopers in our arms all righty then hey john hey john we just watched there's something about mary we Initial did. impressions
0: initial impressions um it's it's interesting. It's kind of a mixed bag to be honest. Yeah. Like uh there we, we there were definitely a lot of laughs going on. It wasn't sure. like, you know, it, usually you could tell if a movie's an absolute failure cuz it'll be just crickets and you and me going like, "Oh god." Oh. Like, there wasn't a lot of like looking at our clocks or, or being really annoyed. I think we were having fun. Um I my really my gut check with it is like there's a lot that I laughed at, but so it's, I'd say it's funny. There's just a lot of things that definitely <laughs> were like some head scratchers for me of like, mm, I don't know if I'm really down with this. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. How, how do you
1: feel? I Well, pretty much the same way. I was like... Laughing at a lot of things, but it wasn't like the gut busting, right. like minute to minute, just losing my shit hilarity. And I, you know, some of that you can chalk up to just, well, you see a comedy for the first time, it's a surprise. And part of sure. it is like 20 years have passed. And a lot of these jokes have been, you know, strip mine from this uh, movie. But yeah, I, I i agree. We were having a good time, but it wasn't like, oh my fucking god, the <laughs> right. amazing comedy that I remember from my youth. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm actually, I'm re- honestly, I, let's just, I just want to cut right to the thing that definitely gave me the most pause or, or a little kind of furrowed brow, like, hmm, I don't know. And, and really it was, I, so I, we sort of didn't really mention it. I kind of forgot that Mary has. Like a uh, a brother who's kind of like on the spectrum.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, back then it would have again. You know, Matt uh, Dylan referring to him as retarded would yeah, not have yeah. been not uh, very.
0: I mean, I, like you said, he's sort of meant to be. You know, he's meant to look silly saying that. Right. But there, there's a lot in the movie. So it's not just so it's like Mary has uh, her brother. Uh, is it Warren? Warren. Yeah. Yeah the movie definitely rides a line between sort of like having fun with and making fun of yeah that, yeah. that I think you know the, the movie seems to be like I, I'm not like super offended they you know they do a lot of they have a lot of scenes where Mary is sort of working for um, like the place where, or not working for I guess like volunteering at or hanging out with uh, the home that Warren lives in in Miami, and I forgot what they call it. it's like. Well, it's, it's something for exceptional, exceptional people. People, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> Matt Dillon literally I mean, obviously there, there like, is one funny joke in there where Matt Dillon is like playing cheating at checkers and beats her brother. He's like exceptional my ass or something. Uh, yeah, just, it's just like a throwaway line. It's he's like, like so offensive that I just could help but just laugh. Yeah, well like, wow, that was. Kind of, like, I mean,
1: he's he's obviously being an <laughs> asshole, and, yeah. it's, and and you're supposed to you know hate him for it. So or they're
0: playing like touch football and he's just knocking everyone just beating over the and shit like, out of him, yeah. And like grandstanding and a touchdown and all that. So it's like I, I like I don't think the movie is saying like ha, ha ha look at these like mentally challenged people and let's laugh at them or whatever. But right. there there is like a weird Fuzzy line Where like Obviously the actor Portraying her brother Is actually In fact recognize him He was like an actor On Deadwood Yeah he's And he's uh, in Scream Is like the cameraman and all
1: that. Yeah he's uh, He's definitely Well I mean I, I'm guessing he's not uh, Autistic or mentally yeah. challenged But you know So maybe. he's
0: obviously sort of There's this thing of like Well he's kind of Putting this character on right. I feel like nowadays Honestly if you wanted To sell me on it being not like a total joke like i think if we were making this movie today i'd be in support of like let's cast someone who's actually like on the spectrum in that role right and so it's kind of weird it's like well
1: what is he doing like a weird jokey impression or like right well the thing about i mean this is not something i anticipated uh talking about tonight about this movie of all movies but uh you know i am a parent of a special needs child who is on the spectrum. Um, and so I have learned in the last several years, uh, a lot about this community and there were things, there was actually things about it that like, I kind of agree with you that it's like, well, is it weird having an able bodied person portray him? Is it uh, right to have a, but there were other touches that happened that I was like, well, at least they're paying attention to you know because again at the time you know rain man was like the closest point of reference for like autistic people and one of the things i thought was kind of interesting is they actually sort of explored the you know the the different aspects of autistic folks that you know again it's it's tough to ride this line pardon me folks is a little more personal than i intended to get but like it was interesting to see, again, the touches. Like, for example, Warren is obviously developmentally impaired when it comes to speech. Um, but at one point, they show him flicking around with a Rubik's Cube and watching MTV. And he solves the Rubik's Cube in, like, ten seconds. And it's not even, like, an on-screen joke. You just... If you're looking in the background... Oh, I,
0: like, I didn't even notice He, like, that. solved
1: the Rubik's Cube in, like, ten seconds and kind of flicked it aside. And it was like, oh, okay, so... It it was recognizing that like, okay, where he, you know, maybe has deficiencies in one place, he doesn't have them in others and, you know, his brain thinks a little differently. There was things like that throughout that made you know, that showed me like, okay, they sort of understand the world a little bit more than the world at large probably did at that time. Yeah. You know, ninety eight or whatever. Right. So maybe that's the thing. Like maybe for nineteen ninety eight
0: it's fairly you know, I would guess nice and
1: like fairly you know, at the time it probably was fairly not advanced, but at least, you know, it was definitely fairly. on their I, side. I did
0: it that time. I did the fairly that time. What's that? Oh. I, d- I did fairly <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you're just doing yourself. Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. trolling yourself. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm a little torn on that, because on the one hand, it's like, well, you know, especially at 98, I don't know if you're going to, you know, be able to find someone who can hit the notes the way they need them to be hit. But they actually, I mean, it seemed to me that there were a lot of people that were in the cast, you know, extras and such, yes. that were actually... Uh, you know uh, special adults which I think
0: I mean I think that helps like I honestly I think they're
1: doing that very intentionally yeah, to I mean, just I go like hey trying.
0: see like we're you know we're being polite and yeah I think not they're trying to do here, the right you know.
1: thing I don't you know I, I don't think they're trying to make fun I think they're trying you know like you say they're towing a line and I think they know that like well we're kind of making a little bit of fun we should at least you know <laughs> right. uh, put our money where our mouth is and you know, uh, you know have yeah. some people on screen that aren't actually just making fun of <laughs> the you know non-neurotypical
0: exactly and not not to make it you know like super um serious or anything but it's just like my honest reaction like that that was the part of the movie that i was watching with like a different lens for sure than the first time i saw it the first time i saw it i was just kind of like oh yeah whatever you know (laughs) and then this time i was definitely like "Mm, oh okay (laughs) well am i cool with this i'm not like you know I I think it is a gray area
1: yeah well and again there were I mean they made a joke of it and and it was a constant joke but like for example everybody who uh encounters Warren the you know the uh, autistic uh brother they inevitably end up touching his ears which is like a trigger for him right and he starts beating the living shit out of him and he's (laughs) a huge dude so if you touch his ears then you're probably gonna get uh your ass whooped um and the way they did that was actually, real. you know, having now dealt with uh, aspects of that, I was like, okay, well, it's a joke, but it's actually, I mean, in my mind, it was like, well, that's kind of funny. That's the sort of thing that I sort of have to think about right, on a daily right. basis. So that I actually thought was, you know, well-intentioned. I mean, again, you could argue that like, well, they're just making fun of that thing, but it's like, on the one hand, it's like, well, I mean, you can say that it's insulting or you can laugh instead of crying and just you know right. acknowledge that this is a thing that happens and it's like i, I thought that the way they dealt with it was really kind of cool because at the end you know to show that like uh ben stiller has achieved some sort of transcendence that no one else has right. he doesn't touch his ears he like pulls a uh you know headphone away from his ear in just the right way and says goodbye to him and warren is okay with it which is i i you know it's a very, you know, it's kind of ham fisted, but it's yeah, also well, kind of cool for a
0: movie with just like dicks and tits and stuff. Like it's <laughs> right. it's a, it's a surprisingly subtle, you know, story point yeah. that, that's kind of touching and it, it's showing, it's a good way to show without really making a big deal out of it what she might see in Ben Stiller or him right. being kind of the one, I guess, or right. a, the one that can like, like ultimately that's all she really seems to want is someone who's kind and considerate and cares about her i mean that's the thing the message of the movie is this thing of like look at all these psychopaths <laughs> right like stalking her and being horrible and it's all about her and they're like obsessed but it's been still sort of transcends that when he comes in and is like being sort of selfless right and it's being just genuine like, yeah he's like hey all these guys lied to you Brett Favre is who you need <laughs> to be with hey i'm nice to your brother and it's it's just by caring about her and not about himself is what makes him stand out right like, granted he's got like a lot of sins in the movie to <laughs> yes. you know, make up for
1: well he certainly pays for those sins quite i mean yeah he is a punching bag for most of that movie so it on the one hand it's like yeah he's a stalker and he's got his own uh sins to atone for but he does take a good beating along sure. the way. So. I actually forgot
0: how long it takes him to even get to Mary.
1: It's like over an hour, it's fr- right?
0: It's a long time. Like you have like the opening of the movie in the '80s, which is like really silly, but th- it's pretty long. It's like I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, maybe even thirty minutes. I mean, yeah, it was a while. It's a while where it's like Ben Stiller and uh, Cameron Diaz, and then it's like then you know it kind of becomes like the Matt Dillon movie where he's the one. Dating Mary and they, in order to make Ben Siller take forever to get there, he's like often like a Looney Tunes cartoon, basically right. getting falsely arrested and, you know, all this crazy stuff. And by the time he finally makes it to Mary, it's like, yeah, we have like, I don't know, 30 minutes to go, 45 minutes time. Yeah, like, there's
1: not tons left. To t- yeah, yeah. to it, And it's a long movie, too. It, yeah, it is kind of long. And now that there's no like laugh a minute, uh, you know, <laughs> audience just screaming at every joke, it's like it, you feel that length a little bit more, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not. It, it's less of a sin than other movies we've watched where it's like, oh, God, that extra half hour. But like. You could have took ten minutes. That, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And actually, there's a point I
0: vividly remember. There's a point in the movie where the movie's antics kind of wore off on me, and I was actually getting kind of impatient. Oh, okay. Because like early on, it's like, oh, hey, you know, there was all this stupid stuff of him like fighting with. There's a lot of like fake dog uh, fighting with like Matt Dillon. The, I forgot this, but he like. Um, Gives the dog a pill to knock it out Because apparently uh, Mary's friend Thinks that if this dog barks at people You know that they're a bad guy But if it doesn't bark at them He's a keeper or whatever So Matt Dillon drugs this dog And like Tries to resuscitate it from death. <laughs> right. So there's like really super silly slapsticky stuff that is further enhanced as slapsticky as like the music from Brazil plays in the background. Which I imagine is a note of like, imagine that scene in silence. It would be horrifying of <laughs> right. this guy just beating a dead dog up. Or... But there's lots of silly, crazy stuff. And it's a right near the end of the movie where Warren's actually like fishing at a dock and they have this bit like poor Ben Stiller talking about a punching bag he's just taking it every which way and and Warren winds back with his fishing rod and catches Ben Stiller about to kiss Mary and hooks him right hooks his lip and then they have this like, super gratuitous shot like extreme close up of the hook in his mouth and all right. and at this point we're like we're like eight or nine crazy things deep into the movie <laughs> and I'm just like Guys, that's that's all well and good, but like this isn't even your best bit and like can we just get to the end of this thing was right. kind of
1: my feeling. Yeah. I that's I, I don't know even how to like judge that kind of stuff cuz there I mean it it sort of all works and it all I mean I don't know what to cut out, but yeah, I do there is yeah. like a point where it's just like oh, okay, yeah. That's fine. And I, I I do think part of it is just, you know, age and, and the surprise factor is like just completely gone. Right. Because we've been thinking about this movie subconsciously <laughs> for 20 years or whatever. Um, one aspect of the movie that
0: I sort of forgot about that actually shined kind of well uh, this time was um, Mary had a friend named Tucker, or I guess well, that wasn't his real name. Right. It was this pizza delivery guy faking being this British architect. But that, that actor, I recognize that he hasn't been in a ton of movies, but I thought he was like pretty funny because he, for half of the movie he affects, it's like, oh, good cheerio, Mary, like right, right Roger, I'll give you a right Roger and all this. like And then the second half movie, he's like, I love her, man, I'm just a pizza delivery guy. like <laughs> And um, I don't know. There was something about him. That maybe it's just because my memory, he, I remembered him the least, but right. I, I actually thought it was like a pretty funny
1: performance. Well, I think he's actually British and the whole second half is him affecting him. Is it Hurricane. really? I, yeah, I, okay. That's, I think, what the trivia said. I don't know. I was That'd scanning be funny. the trivia while we were watching. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, the thing about this movie that's weird is like I, you know, the first half I was like, yeah, this is a raucous, nonstop laugh a minute comedy. And the funny thing is, like, I re- there's actually more heart than laughs in it than I remember. What? I mean, it's it's honestly like sort of a weird character comedy more than it is like a uh slap. St- I mean, there's a lot of slapstick stuff in it, but it's like it's not as joke a minute as I had remembered yeah and it is more there's a lot i mean this is good because it's it's more organic but there's a lot of like character laughs i guess a lot most of the you know laughs come from character which is probably why it was so successful you know all the you know the the jokes aren't just like oh well we'll shoehorn a a cultural reference or something you know that could happen in any movie into this moment It's it's like it's all specific to the movie um but yeah it's weird how like you look at it and it's like oh like I don't know like Matt Dillon at one point overhears her when he's spying on uh, Cameron Diaz like oh right he's got she loves cap teeth cause it's you know she's joking about something and he can't tell she's joking so he shows up with big cap teeth and it's like I had forgotten that was in there and it's like for 10 seconds it's like oh that's funny and I just remember in the audience I was with every time he smiles from like then to the rest of the movie he's like <laughs> <laughs> right and here it's like oh that's funny he has cap teeth big teeth the end <laughs> yeah it's I don't know it's it's
0: a tough situation because I think it's like a normal movie that you can just kind of laugh at and and find the comedy in and then it's like it'll just take these hard right turns into super crazy yeah and then it's like you have these like weird interludes or just blah, 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 blah. it's just like completely insane and like oh my god a dog's biting my nuts or like right. an old man who just fucked a woman is pulling out a rifle and like shooting a guy Well and that was like, funny because that <laughs> was
1: just that was the very end of the movie Yeah and so the, it's
0: like completely insane It's, it's like, like,
1: like a, yet another dude who's you know obsessed with marriage, I was <laughs> just fucking you to get to marry. <laughs> yeah like, well, that, that actually was funny Yeah I thought.
0: No no not that it's not actually, it's just
1: insane though it's You like, know what was like not funny I thought I remember like laughing more at the Greek chorus thing I mean I brought I made a whole point of it in the first Right. uh,
0: well that's why I said I felt it was more sweet than like funny
1: yeah there was I don't I just remember there were that being that aspect of it being funnier and there was something about it that was just like it was kind of funny the first time and then like after that I was just like uh, this isn't funny stop <laughs> do something else you didn't
0: like it when they were singing in spanish that was really a, no that a was fine staying. i don't know
1: that it, it just like the first time you see them they're in a tree you know, for no good reason and at <laughs> one point One dude is playing the guitar, the other is playing the drum, and the guy who's playing the guitar is also singing, and at one point, he's playing guitar, and then he stops to, like, make a big expressive motion with his hands, and the guitar is still playing on the track, but he's not playing anymore. (laughs) That was kind of funny. Maybe you just really liked that moment, and it stuck with you. I guess, and I must have just extrapolated that every moment was like that. Right. And then, I mean, obviously, at the end, you know, the the old man with the rifle shoots one of them (laughs) accidentally, so they re-enter the... The comedy, But yeah, other than that, they actually I, you're supposed to pay attention to what they're saying. And I was like, well, what you're saying isn't all that interesting, I guess. So, yeah, I don't know. That part didn't work for me as much. I mean, I kind of like the device, but it just I had worked it up in my mind a lot more.
0: Well, I feel like the movie I, I like it in it because it's sort of this mellow down moment. Yeah. Like, I don't actually think it's meant to be super hilarious. It's sort of like the movie's So nuts. That it kind of needs this grounding of just like, there's something about there. <laughs> That's or true. It's like a slow jam to like bring you back down from the crazy shit. Yeah. Kind of like
1: an act break. I yeah.
0: Kind of. You can have a breather and be like, oh, okay. All right. Like, All right.
1: Yeah. Okay. Next. I wonder if it was just like, well, we needed to get from point A to point B and this seems like a fine <laughs> way to do it this time around rather than a stupid transition. I don't know. Perhaps. I will say We don't do that in reality TV
0: We ham fist some B-roll in there Yeah If I have to garner like a, a pretty big criticism of the movie And maybe this is a more modern view But it's sort of like For a movie that's all about this woman There's something about Mary It's all about Mary It sure seems an awful lot about Just kind of the men that like her Yeah And for as much as she's in the movie Like we what do we get? we get we know she likes Harold and Maud and then she's like basically this weird male fantasy where she likes yeah. football and beer and hot dogs and yeah you know.
1: she's kind of the cool girl that like Gone yeah. Girl talks about it. it's like oh, she's cool with sports and she gives you blowjobs and shit. Right. it's like yeah it is real male fantasy and you get like. Uh, a couple of moments with her on her own, or talking to like Magda, or like she's got other friends, just but Sarah Silverman, Sarah is Silverman is a friend. Oddly, being a really like, like oh hi, reserved and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the normie
0: friend, just friend number four. We're yeah. like oh wow okay, I...
1: but yeah, but it, but it still doesn't pass the Bechtel test because they're always talking about yeah. the men in her life. Just so. definitely does not pass the Bechtel.
0: I think that's my thing is like for a movie that's so much about this woman it's like i don't really feel like i know her any better than i did right at the beginning when she rolls in on a bike really i mean yeah that's true it, you know i i would have wished for more character from her and i don't really buy this honestly this happy ending where she's like i just want to be with you ben stiller like one nice scene where he you know brings in <laughs> brett farve and, and seems nice it's like Come on man, he's like pretty much a scumbag. Like right. for for not, you know, one stalking her and two like lying about it. Right. Or just lying by omission, you know. Right. I don't know. It's a little but I mean it's not, you know. That's probably kind of harsh cuz the movie's not terribly realistic. So. <laughs> right. Well, that's definitely <laughs> So true. expecting some sort of like grounded
1: I the, think they even so the the Greek chorus even sings about it being a fairy tale, so it's right. it's not exactly to be taken seriously, but I I do agree that it is sort of I mean out of, it's like a Jerry Maguire out of nowhere. Like he just, de- <laughs> she just decided. Oh no, yeah. I actually like him better than the good guy. Well,
0: especially when half the movie is kind of needlessly uh, showing off her body in a weird kind of way. Like I mean, I, right? I, you know, I mean, I don't want to. It's kind of a weird area to dive into, but they, they, I don't know who the like costumer was on the movie, but there's just a ton of outfits that are just you know, you can see nipples and you can see her breasts and it's just like constant. And then there's scenes where like Matt Dillon is peeping Tomming on her and she's like basically has a nude scene. I mean, she's wearing like a a wife beater kind of thing, but like, and so I, I definitely questioned those. I was like, "Hmm." and then there's like a moment, I mean, I know Chris Elliott is playing kind of a dig, but there's there's all this weird stuff with him his wife and like him making her make cookies and she, he's like watching cops while she's giving him a blowjob and right it was all sort of like I mean I know it's an exaggeration and he's meant to be a jerk but I it was like I don't know like the like the females in the movie were not even remotely in the realm of reality <laughs> like, right. I, like, I think that's the thing And the men had like grounded scenes where they're like hey man just like talking like normal people but yeah. like. Well, I think,
1: I mean, maybe the way they justify it to themselves is like, well, the guys have, you know, uh, interior lives, but all those interior lives are scummy. <laughs> right. Whereas the women have, you know, a little bit more, uh, normalized lives. So maybe the, that's how they justify it to themselves. They're all
0: just so like duped. I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah, that's the, like the, the, the scams that these guys are running on her and her friends and everything are like paper thin. Like they're really bad. <laughs> And so we're meant to believe that she buys all this stuff or thinks that jizz is hair gel and all, you right. know, like, like, I know it's a joke, but I don't know. It, it just makes her come across like really stupid. <laughs> and I think she's smarter than that. At least her character well, seems much yeah, smarter Yeah, they paint than her. her as
1: smarter than that. But
0: by nece- because the movie's so insane, like by necessity, she has to be kind of oblivious to like the reality she's in. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I feel like that's somewhat problematic, but I'm probably being way too harsh, I guess. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if you're getting to that point, you know, maybe that's a, a flaw in the movie too, is it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't be able to examine the... Uh the female agency in this film is compared to the male blah blah. You know what I mean? It's like if you're yeah. already examining that, then it's like, oh, well, they've lost us. <laughs> or I'm probably
0: thinking about it far more than anyone who wrote or directed the film well, did on that level. Maybe. You know, just to <laughs> be, fair. be But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's still. Yeah. For as much as I'm complaining, there are a lot of jokes at dudes
1: expenses that are funny. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is I'm getting that same, you know, we're sitting here talking about it. And I'm again, I'm I'm remembering the feeling I had when we watched Austin Powers, not, you know, the same. I I, I felt kind of negative there, but this one, I'm feeling the same sort of thing where it's like I'm sort of reaching for like, okay, what did I think about this scene or what about, you know, what should I talk about that scene? It's like, well, there's this joke and all the joke happened or didn't happen or whatever. And it's like, there's a lot of jokes in the movie and a lot of what we're talking about as far as this movie is concerned is the jokes landing, but it's like, it feels weird to talk about, <laughs> well, there's this joke about, you know, prison rape or whatever. And it, right. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's weird to talk about these yeah. jokes, but the, when you start peeling away the jokes and it's like, okay, I guess we have to talk about the female agency and stuff. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's It's, again, if the jokes aren't keeping you entertained and you're talking about the plot structure and shit, I don't know, maybe it's not working out. I don't know. Well, I don't think the plot... Terribly matters much but Yeah you
0: And you bring up that that kind of like I'm I even um, suddenly kind of vaguely remember before we went into the movie I was like I think there's some like jokes at Homosexuals expenses or something You know something like that and I had forgotten This whole uh, Like actually uh, Rewinding back a little bit it's one of the jokes that Landed really well for me was Ben Stiller is having a session with his psychologist And the joke is like He's got his back to the door, and the psychologist isn't there at all. He's like fucked off and gotten lunch, and he's coming <laughs> back with like a bib on, and, <laughs> and just like oh, and then he kind of fucks with him at the end, but because he says he stopped at a, a, a highway uh, rest stop, and then he just randomly is like, you know, highway rest stops are the homosexual hangouts of the '90s. They're the new bathhouses. Anyway, that's our time. Like, bye. <laughs> And you're like, what? That's weird. And then later in the movie Ben Stiller picks up A hitchhiker who tells him this weird story About abs and squirrels On a ranch and all this weird shit Which I remember that the, sorry I'm Just kind of going free form here but The hitchhiker scene I remember as A 17 year old I was like 10 out Of 10 like right. thought it was so funny That's Harlan Williams I, I think So I, like I know he's in half baked and like A few yeah, other he movies. was like one of
1: those like on the rise Comedians right. that never quite rose
0: but He was like with this weird kind of non Sequitur he would just say random weird shit that right. was the joke it was just like he's insane and he's saying weird insane things right which at the time i remember thinking was hilarious and in this viewing i was like eh this is kind of pushing it a bit i'm not really finding this that funny um, but they stop at a rest stop, and then Ben Stiller gets out and trips over a guy getting another doesn't guy get, like, four job. steps yeah. out of the car before
1: he trips over a, an orgy Yeah, and, and there's, like, literally,
0: men. like, 30, 40 guys plus cops busting them, and then this whole joke is like, oh, he, it's this mistaken identity. And, like, I guess it's kind of funny because they seeded it earlier in the movie with this random comment, but... It's still, I don't know. Like it's definitely problematic or questionable. Like, well, what's the joke here? Like, it's just, oh, ha, 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 he was in a gay orgy. Like,
1: yeah, and it's certainly feeding into the gay panic. Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't really like flip it like you know the south park thing would have been like the cops you know pick them up or whatever but they were there too or something i, you know, I don't know they're <laughs> right. they didn't quite it's you know, kind
0: of homophobic
1: honestly a little like, bit <laughs> i mean it's i don't think they're you know i don't think they were being mean but it's like it's almost like they just it was like at the time it's like well why wouldn't it be funny you know yeah, know. it just it just seems very. Up I mean, the moment
0: the, the whole thing is rescued when they sort of uh, leave that stuff behind, and then it becomes that the hitchhiker left a body in Ben Stiller's car, and you have this weird one-off scene where cops think Ben Stiller's a serial killer, right? And actually, that's one of the, that's a pretty funny scene where where they're like, "How oh, how many are we talking here?" and he's like, I "So Ben Stiller is mistaken and thinks that they've arrested him for just picking up a hitchhiker because he it's illegal, right?" And so he's responding to everything with like, oh, I don't know, hitchhikers my whole life? Like, I don't know, 25, 50, who keeps count? <laughs> and it's it's sort of, he's so he's, nonchalant yeah, about he seems it. Yeah, he's so
1: glib about it.
0: It actually, it, it, it's a funny scene because
1: you you know, you know realize that they think he's a murderer. And the cops but, are just getting so heated about his Yeah, glibness. I think the
0: best part is they're like, why'd you do it? He's like, I don't know. Boredom, <laughs> 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 it's pretty good. That was pretty funny. So that that part was fine. I don't know. It, the movie, honestly, is kind of all over the place. Like one minute it's pretty funny. The other minute you're, it's questionable. The other minute it's like kind of not that funny.
1: Right. Well, how did all the dick and zipper and grandma titties land for you? <sighs> well, honestly, not really at all. I mean, it might be
0: because I've seen the movie a lot, and right. so the, I can see the shock. You know what's actually unfortunate is that. So the the dick. Zipper scene that we talked all about It's like I don't think I went into the full detail But you probably remember it in case you don't It's like he's come to pick up Mary for the prom. He's going to the bathroom. They think he's peeping Tommy because he's looking at birds like chirping, and then it ends up being Mary changing her clothes. And then, in a panic, he zips up his zipper <laughs> with the loud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit that was pretty funny, like Foley word, just like he reaches down and just like gives the loudest zipper in the world. Yeah, and then he goes ah, and, and it's, it's like he zipped like his
0: nuts up or whatever. And um, the scene actually is surprisingly restrained for a long time like they do this thing where they're not showing you what everyone's talking about and then I think it's actually pretty funny where they're yes. like oh, Jesus I, Christ yeah like,
1: they, keep, they keep playing off people's <laughs> shock and they keep bringing in more people oh my god yeah, yeah like, and everybody's <laughs> like oh my fucking god just losing it's literally a full
0: on sketch like there's firefighters coming through windows cops and all you
1: know like oh and look at what this guy did yeah they do it like five or six times yeah. where they have just people's reaction where you think you might see a hint of it and they don't show you and then just when you're like oh I guess they're never gonna show then boom, there it is right in your face. And they do a quick close-up of it. And the funny thing is, like, I remember, I mean, talk about the, like, you know, the the memory doing more than the actual thing. It's like, when they did the close-up, I was like, Oh, you know, what's funny is I had, like, remembered a much bigger mangled mess right, than, than right. what they showed. They really just showed, like, a, just a quick, like... Yeah, it's kind of like a ball sack, just sort of zipped off. Yeah, I know? mean, it's, it's, it's like, very obviously, like, not as bad as I had yeah. pictured it. It was just like, oh, that's funny so how, like...
0: So, surprisingly, was playing funny. It's just when they cut to the extreme close-up, or when they cut to, you know, grandma's breasts in the window, or you know any of those things, like the fish hook in the mouth, the really gross stuff, like... I don't know. Like it. It didn't quite. I think those are things that work once. Like, right. Like your first viewing, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Like then it gets a big reaction. Once you know it, right. It's like watching a movie where you know where all the boo scares are. You're just kind of like, okay,
1: yeah, whatever.
0: You know, it doesn't really move the needle on a second viewing.
1: You know what I will give credit for though? Now that I think about it, is the stuff that like. Once you've been surprised, obviously, once you've been surprised, you can't, like, unsurprise somebody. But the, um, you know, we talked about it as if it's just, like, a a, a fact. But there's a lot of, like, reveals of dudes being like, oh, well, Chris Elliott was actually her old boyfriend. And this guy was that guy. You know, like, how every dude in the movie (laughs) is somehow related to her. They actually do a very good job of, like, setting up. All these dudes in her life and how they sort of are all on the scam. Yes. So that I actually was like, I mean, it's not like a clockwork piece or anything like that, but it's like everything (laughs) makes sense as it should. Yeah. So that was it's no
0: usual suspects, but for them to like. Talk about Woogie for like 45 minutes at the beginning of the movie. Right. And then have Chris Elliott be this character. And then at the end of the movie, her go Woogie. And you're like, oh, shit. And it it ends up being that guy. Like, It's actually kind of clever.
1: Yeah. I mean, they don't. The funny thing is they've worked it out enough so that they're not having to tie themselves in knots to like get themselves out of it. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird, but it just it it was elegant for a, you know, a, a comedy that maybe shouldn't have worked that well. I don't know. The guy
0: calling Matt Dillon out on his own shit, pretending to be an architect, also, in fact, happens to be (laughs) also be pretending to be an architect and doesn't know any of this stuff either. Right. Just can smell a rat and and like double bluffs him. Like, that's pretty good because in any normal movie, that guy's a real architect. Like, he's just a real guy that suspects this guy. Right. And I remember the first time I saw him, when he starts talking about Pat Healy being a murderer and he's wanted in Boston and all this, I thought it was on the level. Like, cause I, I truly bought that guy as like the real architect guy. Right. And so I was like, oh my God, he's a murderer. <laughs> All this stuff. And then when he runs him down, he's like, "Why did you make up all that shit about me?" Then I was like, "Oh shit, he's a faker too!" Like that—that that actually did genuinely surprise me the first time I saw it.
1: Now, what do we, you know, if we're talking about like, you know, uh, you know, autistic people played by neurotypicals and things like that, one of the the key elements of that dude, the norm or whatever his name was, is he's faking being a guy who's had a back injury, right? And he's learning to walk without it. And he's got these um, crutches that you know the the arm crutches, yeah. And there's a whole scene where like he like an
0: extended joke. There's an
1: extended joke where he like drops his keys and he insists on picking them up himself. And it's and you are there's no joke except him trying to reach for his
0: keys and it's like it's like look at this handy capable person struggle to get these keys i mean i guess you can forgive it because he's
1: faking but like but you don't know we don't know that in the scene yeah and i mean and i watched that scene and i'm like Mm. were we laughing at this before because i ain't laughing now
0: it's awful long in a long movie and easily cut yeah well and maybe
1: it's because you know i you know at the time i know that like well i know that he's faking it so it might be funnier if I know he's faking it yeah. because this is kind yeah, of it's definitely
0: uh, questionable yeah so I don't
1: know they, they lose points I don't
0: know um actually th- I'm gonna tell you right now the secret best joke of the whole movie mm-hmm. so when Ben Stiller comes into Matt Dillon's office and then Matt Dillon is moving to Miami to go stalk Mary or whatever but he doesn't <laughs> know it. and they're like good luck in Miami and he's like you're going to Miami and then Matt Dillon going like yeah I took a job offer." uh with the Riceroni people. And then he's like, I thought it was a San Francisco tree. He's like, used to be. <laughs> They're changing their image. This dumb lie. Literally, like four scenes later, uh, he's told by Chris Elliott or something that like, or he finds out that Matt Dillon lied to him about Mary. That Mary's actually a fox. Right. This is. It might even be like half an hour later, and Ben Stiller just goes like, "He lied to me, man. He was. Oh, he must have been closing his deal with the Rice Aroni people the whole time. Like he still <laughs> like buys this horrible lie about Rice Aroni. <laughs> right. That
1: that made me laugh. That was great. Actually, the best secret joke in the whole." Uh, movie is also between Matt Dillon and uh, uh, Ben Stiller. It's when Ben Stiller first meets him, and and Matt Dillon's sitting at his desk with his feet under the desk, and they're talking normally. And then Matt Dillon stands up, and his pants are unbuttoned. And he, start, <laughs> he, he starts, he right. starts tucking in and buckling up as if nothing is. But he's happened. like
0: surprised. He looks out like, oh shit, and then like buckles up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That was that was pretty funny talk about like immediate confirmations. this guy's a scumbag
1: or something. right. something's it's, off with this guy the fact he just unbuckles and <laughs> unzips at his desk that it's was. like was he masturbating like what was he doing yeah, it's I pretty. like to think that he just does it every day yeah, comes in sits relaxed. down unbuckles yeah. and unbuttons his pants
0: <laughs> that, yeah that was a funny decision
1: uh, alright well uh, time for timer what are we going to say John oh man this is honestly it's a tough one
0: you know it's kind of coin tossy. I'd say, you know what, if I mean if I'm being honest, if I'm going to say does there's something about Mary Hold Up to my original memory of the movie being like an incredibly funny movie that was well done. I'm I think I'm going to have to say no that it does not hold up, but yeah. not to say that it's shit or trash. Like it's just like it kind of lost some of its luster. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as I remember. It doesn't hold up to what I remember. It's still kind of funny and maybe worth a watch if you want to laugh.
1: Yeah, that's the that's what I'm actually even at this moment struggling with because that's the question I ask myself is that well, are we talking about does this movie hold up to the first time you saw it in, you know, in your memory or does it just like, well, I'm a grown man and I can see that it's still a good movie. Yeah. I think I'm going with the first definition. You're going with it doesn't hold up to your original because if to I, original vision because yeah. if it's if it's originally like does it is it as good as the first time I saw it then exactly. no right it is not is it a good movie I would still say yeah it's a good movie well that's the thing I mean this but podcast
0: isn't called is
1: it a good is movie. it a good the movie podcast right. is called the hold up that's like, true but this is the oddest like. I, we usually fall down on the side of like, well, if it's a good movie, then it holds up. Right. But it's this it's is, interesting. yeah But I I mean, if I'm agreeing with you on and, and we're setting the standard of it's like, well, it's got to be as good or better than the first time. Then it's like, well, I think it's like no.
0: it's an OK movie, not a great or even really good movie. Therefore, it doesn't hold up. But, but that doesn't mean it's shitty.
1: But the crazy thing is now I feel like now I want to see like Kingpin and, and Dumb and Dumber because now I'm like i i'm doubting myself Maybe. i'm like man were those to be honest just...
0: kingpin is never one that i was like real hot on like people love that movie and i thought it was okay um <laughs> i bet that doesn't hold up at all uh dumb and dumber i'm confident in although if you're worried you know we can we can <laughs> give it a look but i i'm pretty sure
1: that's fine i'm curious but i don't know that is those are questions for another day we have come <laughs> i guess we've come down on yeah. double nose doesn't hold up sorry folks We've cheated you. There's not something about (laughs) we (laughs) we came in with positive thoughts and we We were gonna make Happy Uh, New Year. Twenty (laughs) eighteen. Fail. Does not hold up. Okay. Well, hey, John, do you know what we're doing next time? I would love to know, John, because it's your pick. It is my pick. I have decided that uh, we haven't had enough controversy this month, (laughs) so I want to delve back into movies that make you uh, itchy and uh, uncomfortable. I want to look at that Joel Schumacher movie, Falling Down. Oh, man. Yeah, (laughs) because I want hate mail is what I want. Uh, so active shooter movie let's (laughs) let's do this thing yeah casual racism here we go folks (laughs) bringing it in. 2018 is going to be just as bad as last year (laughs) we assure you (laughs) all right folks well thank you very much for listening if you want to write us you can write us at holduppodcast at gmail.com you can go to our website holduppodcast.com you can go to our instagram account at holduppodcast and see all our lovely behind the scenes candids and uh leave comments uh and if you would not mind go to itunes and either give us a star rating or a rating or a something or another just write something about us that that
0: actually really helps a lot because it helps uh you know it's where it ranks on the
1: the charts yeah you've heard this on all your other podcasts search engines and blah 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 just validate us please uh well thank you very much for listening folks happy new year and until next time nobody move nobody gets hurt